Polar7 Enterprises presents Comic NFTs, an ethical approach, using digital collectibles to enhance your independent comic business. Read for you by the author, Greg Choswald. For access to extensive references, images, and a glossary meant for beginners, be sure to download your copy of the book at comicnfts.com. Hi everyone, Greg here. Welcome to Season 2 of Comic NFTs, an ethical approach. I have to be totally honest, I've been humming and hawing about getting started on this, not because I don't believe NFTs are important, but it just turns out that I'm starting this season with part three of the book, which is titled A Politics Quick Sheet. And frankly, I'm not really comfortable talking about anything political, except with my closest of friends. I apologize if this section annoys you. It doesn't pass the dinner table discussion test. The reason I wrote the book isn't to talk about politics, but rather to help you move forward with an NFT strategy that is both ethical and helps you feed your creators. So with that out of the way, let's get started. Part 3. A Politics Quick Sheet Everything is political. I don't mean that in the get-out-and-vote way, but in the sense that every action and decision we make bumps up against the actions, decisions, and motivations of others. It doesn't surprise me that NFTs have become political. All new technology does. What surprises me is how left-right polarizing they have become, and even more so that the anti-NFT camp skews decidedly left in the comics community. The underlying technology itself could just as easily be used as the beachhead for universal basic income and capital redistribution as it has become the face of financial excess. At its core, NFTs are political system agnostic. The sides of the NFT debate should simply be, NFTs make me happy, or NFTs are not my thing. If someone comes after you about your comic NFTs, my advice is to just let it be. Maybe deflect them to this book. There really isn't anything to be gained by trying to convince them they are wrong. The people committed to their I hate NFTs banner are often intensely committed to it. Instead, the most productive use of your time is to build your NFT audience among those who have not picked a side or who are already in the space. And for the love of Stan Lee, don't go picking fights with comic industry peers in the anti-NFT camp. In the end, we as comic creators should be lifting each other up, not attacking our own. If on the off chance you aren't the kind of person who can let things drop easily, the following are rebuttals that may help you limit your interaction to a one-liner. Just know, these comebacks aren't likely to make matters any less tense. Use them at your own peril. Objection number one. Because billionaires. Response? You should be an artist Robin Hood. Every extravagant purchase is someone else's windfall sale. And not since the age of patronage has there ever been a more direct transfer of wealth from the rich to artists. Four out of five of the most expensive NFTs are held by the crypto rich. In that context, being anti-NFT is akin to yelling, Keep your money! Go buy another yacht! Don't you have some island to buy? It seems more than a tad counterproductive from a wealth redistribution point of view. Instead, release your inner artist Robin Hood. The more skeptical you are about the intrinsic value of NFTs, the more this potential should fill you with glee. A creator may never have a better opportunity in history to legally steal from the 0.1%. Objection number two. Because capitalism. Response. If you are selling anything comics-related, this is a difficult position to hold. If you own a creative business, i.e. if your work is your work, not the government's or a collective's, by definition you are engaging in capitalism. 
That said, if a person is using capitalism as a bugaboo word to criticize the excess of high-value NFT sales, that's a defensible position to hold. However, the presence of ethical creators in the NFT space offering fair-value NFTs would help fight back against this, not make it worse. I personally find the hyper-capitalism argument particularly exasperating because, used properly and within an appropriate regulatory framework, I believe NFT tech could be used to implement a system that distributes IP revenue to creators in an equitable and efficient way. Even in its current form, comic NFTs offer a way for creators to skip tech behemoths like Amazon's Comixology and still make tangible revenue from their digital work. With a few adjustments to securities laws, NFTs could make revenue sharing among all creators who have ever contributed to a particular IP trivial and virtually automatic. Objection number three because the only purpose of NFTs is to sell crypto. Response, that's a half-truth. It's like claiming automatic transmissions were invented to sell cars. The premise of the argument is that NFTs are solely there to sell cryptocurrency, allowing cryptocurrency-rich holders to convert their funny internet money into fiat dollars, for example US dollars, by exploiting the gullible. To be competitive with other blockchain projects, there's been a scramble by developers of the various chains to offer support for NFT creation and sales. However, this is no different than adding a better camera to a smartphone or adding an automatic transmission to a car. The blockchain projects that offer the best tools do better. It is a natural consequence, not a sinister plot, that the original inventors who hold more of the underlying cryptocurrency will benefit the most but so does anyone else holding the token from the underlying blockchain in question. Taking the Ethereum blockchain as an example, there are roughly 200 million wallets in play held by millions of individual users. If the price goes up, all of those people benefit. When you look at the list of accounts that hold the most ETH, it is hard to imagine that let's make NFTs so we can cash out was even a fleeting consideration. Most of the top accounts are held by the crypto trading platforms and the equivalent of banks who actually benefit if people keep their cryptocurrency as cryptocurrency. This would be the same for all the blockchains hosting NFTs. Objection number four, because criminals. Technically true, but do you still use your cell phone? Sadly, almost every NFT buyer has at some point been the target of a scammer. When you have an NFT, it is publicly available knowledge that you have something of value. That puts your wallet in the crosshairs of black hat cyber teens, Russian hacker factories, North Korean government-sanctioned attackers, and even a Nigerian prince or two. It's just a matter of time before someone tries to steal your NFTs or crypto. The more valuable, the more likely. It's actually amazing it doesn't happen more than it does. Fortunately, the same transparency that makes a theft likely also makes the theft trackable. Ask Seth Green. At this moment in time, if you use a hardware wallet, practice good wallet hygiene, mint new NFTs from a minting wallet, and don't click on any links you don't know, you're pretty safe. This echoes the same way most people don't actively back up their hard drives until they have experienced a crash that hurts. It's almost a rite of passage to lose an NFT to a scammer at some point. In my case, I made the mistake of trying to mint a particular NFT before I had my morning coffee. My groggy brain missed the fact that the site at the top of my Google search had one letter off in its domain name. When I clicked the mint button on this fake site, I accidentally gave the hackers permission to take everything in that crypto wallet. My losses only amounted to about a hundred bucks, 
but the result could have been a lot worse. It was a painful lesson that made me more vigilant. So is the fact that there are scammers in the NFT space a good reason not to create comic NFTs? Not unless you also believe that using a cell phone in your business or using gift cards is a mistake. As a case in point, I can take a screenshot of my recent phone calls and it will almost always look something like the one in the book. One of the blurred out messages on that image is a call to my dad. The other is a sales call from my banker. All of the others are from scam callers. An unfortunate side effect of being old as dirt and having the same phone number since the last millennium. If I shied away from technology because of scammers, I wouldn't have a cell phone. Similarly, if you have ever watched any of the scammer payback videos on YouTube, you'll see that targeting gift cards or fooling users into handing over their online banking passwords are preferred ways to steal other people's funds. However, I still use gift cards and certainly use online banking. If you'll allow me to wax personal here, in a world where NFTs are always going to be a thing, and trust me, they are, having law-abiding, conscientious creators shun the space makes matters worse, not better. It has the potential to make the NFT space is full of criminals a self-fulfilling prophecy. The NFT world will be a lot better for your presence in it. So I'm going to stop there. We're more than halfway through this section, but one of the upcoming sections is about Bitcoin, and I actually have to rewrite a whole bunch of that. So. Until next episode, uh, thanks for joining me. You've been listening to pages 99 through 105 of Comic NFT's Unethical Approach. The book in its entirety is available as a free PDF to all subscribers at comicnfts.com and for a small fee via Kindle and Gumroad.